Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast presented by betonline.ag and balance7.com. I'm Yola Gaza and, and today I'm joined by McKay Westbrook. And today we, we have again on the show, JJ Rivera and Kenneth Wilson of the 305 Culture podcast covering the Miami Heat. They've they've done uh, our, our pre- player preview for Kendrick Nunn on our previous episode. Uh, and uh, now they're going to help us do a player preview for Trevor Ariza, who played on their on their team uh, for half the season, I believe. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't listened to that Kendrick Nunn uh, episode, uh, give it a listen. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it was a good one. So. So anyway, um, let's talk about uh, Trevor Ariza, guys. Um, we have uh let's talk about his performance last season with the heat i know he sort of bounced around <laughs> for uh the in the off season and then got bounced again from okc to uh, miami um and then you know we'll after that we, we can talk about uh how he sort of fits alongside this new laker squad uh, just a similar thing where what we what we did with with kendrick nunn right we'll talk about his fit with the team his role and expectations um, so yeah, let's, let's go ahead and talk about, um, how he performed last year and, and maybe the season prior to that. I think he was mostly fine. He was our starting power forward for most of the season, trying to fill that Jay Crowder size void that the Heat were looking to fill after he left in the previous off season. And he, you know, I didn't expect much of him. He wasn't certainly, he didn't contribute exactly like Jay Crowder, although that would be pretty hard to replicate given that Crowder was outstanding for us the previous season during our finals run. But he was adequate. He wasn't a particularly great shooter. Jay Crowder wasn't as either except for that Milwaukee series, but he moved his feet. He was, he was in the right position defensively. He was well-conditioned when he got here. And, you know, he could, he could bang around with the, with some of the, of the power forwards in the league and guarding some of the sometimes guarding head on the, the best per, the best opposing wing. And, you know, sometimes he, he was adequate. That's what I would, I would call him. Have him spot up in the corner for some open threes off of not Westbrook and LeBron drives, which they're going to, they're going to generate a lot of wide open corner three point looks. So, I think that he's a solid pickup for you guys. I mean, I can't disagree at all when you think of the definition of a, you know, solid vet that knows his role. There's Trevor Reza, but you definitely have to say he's a solid vet plus 
Um, he's not only a guy that can come in and know his role, but he's actually a guy that can come in and make a vast impact on both sides. Um, as JJ alluded to, uh, he didn't quite have the Jay Crowder size impact, but I think that was a volume and time thing. Uh, although he did play 30 games or so with us after coming over from OKC and not playing all year, you do have to give him applause, as JJ said, for being in good shape when he got here. But um, basically, it was just a thing where Jay Crowder had a chance, I believe, to get a little bit more entrenched. Um, and he took two more three-point shots per game than Trevor Ariza did when he was here. But he also made about one and a half more if you want to round up. But I'll say this to say that. If you put Trevor and Ariza in a position to hit shots for you and hit big shots, he can do that. If I had to look at one negative um, at about where he is now, and I don't know if this was a you know product of not playing as much last season, only about half the season just under, uh, his finishing at the rim isn't what it used to be, per se, of course. He doesn't have the athleticism to go over the top anymore. But it's just that it seems when he gets to the rim, he gets a little timid and not the Trevor Ariza we're used to seeing. And I don't know if that's a product of how long he actually played last season or if that's just his game now. But again, as JJ alluded to, he can defend still uh, four positions even now because he's been playing a little more stretch four lately in this new league. And we certainly played him there. And he guarded one through four for us at times last season. So you're still going to get that. Um, elite-ish wing defender. I'm not going to show if I'm going to put him at the top of the top elite as he was, but still close enough to elite to make a vast impact on that side. Um, and then, like I said, he'll knock down big shots for you. So uh, as much as, again, as I hate to mention it, as I alluded to in the last episode about Kendrick Nunn, you made a good pickup, and I hate to say it. Hey, uh, Trevor Ariza has been in, in the league a long time. And when I say a long time, I mean almost as long as LeBron James long. Um, he's been around, he's, uh, done a lot of good things for the, the NBA. Um, you know, he's that he's a role player. He's, he's a piece. He's not going to be one of your stars. He's not going to go out there and be somebody that, you know, stands out spectacularly, but he's going to go out there and he's going to go and get his job done. There's such a high turnover of players, um, in the league. And, you know, there just has to be with, so much new talent always coming in and um, the league evolving and people getting better. And when you see somebody who's been in the league for a long time, it's because they have value, you know, they're kept around because teams recognize that they can go out there and provide that value. Trevor Ariza, um, you know, he, he was on the Lakers during one of the championship years back in 09. Um, I, I think that'll bring a little sentimental value um, with him back to the Lakers. Um, he was always a, a very good defender. Um, I remember that was one of the things that I really liked about him. He uh, was a, a pretty decent uh, three-point shot. Um, he was able to hit down there in the corner. Um, I, I think he's able to excel when he's got those stars around him because it it pulls away some of um, the – that attention that he would have have normally get gotten um he's just been consistent throughout his career and that's one of the things that i really respect about him and um in a lot of our other podcasts we've had discussions about some of our players how they absolutely drive us crazy because they're not consistent players like kyle kuzma and danny green who can absolutely tear it up for you but um, at times they're not consistent, but I think um, Trevor Ariza is one of those guys who's gritty. He's going to get out there. He's going to 
be a great defender for you. Um, he's going to get the job done that you need him to um, night in, night out, uh, like an Alex Caruso. You know, you go and you look at their stats and they may not be the best. And people are like, well, you know, what do you see in these types of players? But it's um, some of those intangibles that are out there, too, that that they can just go out there and perform. They can fit in with your team and they can get it done. And, um, you know, that that's kind of what I'm looking forward to um, with with Trevor Ariza. He was one of my favorite players on that 09 squad. And um, I'm, I'm hoping he continues to perform 16, 17 years into the league um, on this Lakers squad. And hopefully we can get him another ring. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be great. That would be great to, to add another a ring to 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 Trevor Ariza's uh, resume. It's a big resume too, like you said, uh, um, spanning back from 2004. And uh, one of one of the things that that amazes me about Trevor Ariza is how and and you've you guys have alluded to this is how he sort of evolved um, from his rookie season all the way till till now. And it might be because of age. It might and but I think it's it's mostly because of how the NBA has changed. I want to talk about. Um, his percentage of field goal attempts uh, by distance um, in particular. <laughs> Back in 2004, his rookie season, um, he shot 48% uh, at, at or at at least three feet by the rim, um, 48%, and shot 3% at the three-point line. Um, and th- this last season, he shot... Uh, 28% but at the rim. Um, he only uh, knocked down uh, 60% of, of those shots, which is still pretty good. But uh, at the, th- at, at the three-point um, spot, um, he shot 59%. You know, that's, that's over half of his shots coming at the three-point, um, uh, beyond the three-point line. And I, you know, I, I guess, I mean, that's because of the role that he's taken and that's because of... Um, how the game is played now. He's uh, really great. Uh, well, he, he shot at 35%, like you said, uh, Kenneth, um, from three last season, which is still pretty good. It, it's a little below uh, league average, but not by much. I think it's at or be- just just a little bit below uh, league average. Um, but what I want to talk about is that um, nearly 85% of his, 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 uh, his three-point shots were, were catch and shoot. 85%, nearly 85% of them. And he had, he, he went above the, the league average on that. It's 37% from, from that, from, from catch and shoot. So that, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good, uh, addition, um, to, to what we're trying to do here. And I think what the Lakers are really trying to do here is you have Russ, you have AD, you have, uh, LeBron, uh, you can do that with Kendrick Nunn. You can do it with THT, someone who can penetrate to the rim, collapse the defense, have shooters that are open. And that would be Trevor Ariza. Um, that would be his role to be someone who's sitting at the corner or at the elbow and, um, he'll, you know, he'll be respected. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll open the space and, 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 make good on his, his three-point shot. Hopefully he'll be more consistent than, uh, like McKay alluded to, um, more consistent than, than than the players that he he mentioned, like Kuzma and, 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 and Dana Green. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, what he does. I do, I do know that he's been working out. Uh, I've seen a few off-season clips, clips that uh, 
him shooting the three and he's working out and uh, he's enjoying his time back in LA. Um, you, I don't know if you follow him on, in, in, on Instagram. He's on, is in his car. I, I think it might be like a Land Rover, but anyway, he's just rocking out, dude. He's rocking out to, to the music. He loves uh, being back in LA. Hey, he's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's awesome. I, I think um, the Lakers and the fans love it when, uh, players buy in and when they want to come and join the the Laker culture it's um it's fun down here it's but but we expect greatness and I like those people that don't shy away from the lights um from what I remember from Trevor Ariza he was fairly automatic when he got over in that far corner um and I I really hope that he can continue to to keep that up um you know, as as players get older, their their legs start to fail them a little bit. Um, I hope he's able to keep, uh, you know, his sea legs uh, fit and and ready to go. Um, but I I think he'll come in and and perform the role that that he that we want him to. Well, we've got so many different weapons on this Lakers squad. Um, I I think we've made our team pretty well rounded um, for the most part. And, and he's just going to fit in perfectly. I don't know if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player and Laker legend Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading this press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what's really helped him bounce back. He even said, quote, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up, close quote. I couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working out for him. Cool thing is that we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, Head to balance7.com and use promo code BELIEVE at checkout to get in on this promotion. If it worked for him, I'm sure it can work for you. I want to talk a little bit about his defense. Um, because you guys, Kenneth, I think you you had mentioned his, his defense a little bit. Um, and Jay, I, I believe you did as well. Um, let me, I want to talk about him. Um, he started for you guys, uh, some, um, at some point, um, was he, and, and some people have, have been saying that he was one of your best point of attack defender. Is that, is that true? I mean, I mean, he's had to guard a few, uh, you know, on, at his position, like, like you said, Kenneth, like from one to four, 
um, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving. I know, I know I've seen some of those clips where he's guarded, uh, even Kemba Walker, Terry, o, uh, meaning, uh, Rogier, uh, Chris Paul, right? Th- like small guards. Um, and then people his size at the four. So, um, I want to talk about that. Not only point of attack, I would say he was still one of the best outside of Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. He was probably, you know, one of the best overall defenders. He doesn't have a weakness defensively Um, from a point of attack perspective, from a help side perspective, from a far side perspective. You can always count on Trevor Ariza to be in position. Um, And I think that's one of the things, as McKay mentioned, his consistency and you, you yearn for that consistency. And I guess everybody has mentioned it in some form or some fashion, but um, you can always count on him to be there. You can close your eyes, make your rotation, run out to you guy. And when you open your eyes, you know where Trevor Reese is going to be on every play. And I think that's huge. Exactly. I mean, point of attack, defender, one of our best, again, as Kenneth mentioned, right, probably right below Bam or Jimmy, who are two of the top defenders in the league. So can't complain about that. So his he was, he fit like a glove to our switching defense scheme. I don't know if I don't I don't know if the Lakers run a switch heavy scheme as much as we do. I'm inclined to disagree. I, I don't think they do. But still, given that we run a, a switch heavy scheme, and I mean a switch heavy that sometimes had which left us with some some weakness in the in the in the in the basket sometimes because that left some of the little guys on the big guys, and sometimes that that created a problem. But that's a topic for another day. But I really want to focus on Trevor. He was really good. His intellect on defense, knowing where to be, those long arms, he'll poke a pass or two, stick his hand in the cookie jar, and maybe take a take the ball away from some guy. Although he do he does know he's smart enough to know not to stick the hand in the cookie jar against the, the elite of the elite ball handlers like uh, Kyrie Irving or a or Stephen Curry. But he can hold his own against those guys in the perimeter as much as well as you can being guarding those those guys right right um i i I, you know just thinking about this just just thinking about our roster um i think i think he's going to be great for uh for one of the young guys that uh i'm really excited about and obviously we're not going to talk about him on this pod but malik monk i think he's going to be a great mentor for him Uh, malik uh, has shown um some 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 a little promise on on defense, and I think hopefully, hopefully, I mean, uh, some of that uh, defensive acumen and intellect and IQ can uh, can uh, can rub off of 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 a person like uh, Malik Monk, um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for to, to have Trevor Trevor Reza on our on our team again, um, and maybe maybe this is the, this is the year. I know you guys don't want that. I know you guys are have hopes for for a championship this season, getting past the Bucks and getting past the the Nets. Um, but uh, it'd be great. It'd be great to have Trevor Ariza uh, getting another championship um, with with the Lakers, uh, along with with a lot of the the players that have come back uh, to the Lakers, like Dwight Howard. <laughs> It'd be great for PJ Tucker to get a second straight championship as well. That's true. That's- <laughs> Absolutely. And I know you didn't want to talk about Malik Monk, but I don't know if we're not the right guys. I mean, he did just go nine of 13 for like 35 or 36 points of us, but we don't want to talk about that either. Against you guys. That's right. That's right. I, 
I forgot about that it was against the Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't Sorry. want to talk about that either. Calm Let's, down. Calm down. You mentioned it. Sore subject. Sore subject. Trauma, man. Trauma. I couldn't help but mention it. I couldn't and help but. That game was one of those games last season where I just threw my hands up in the air and what the hell is this season, really? Because random guys going off against us. Malik Monk, a guy that suddenly he turned into prime reality in the, in, in the game. And so, oh man, that was tough to watch. Look, we, we had a couple of those games too, where some random person, some not random, obviously he's in the NBA. He's one of the, the top 400 players in the world, but you know, some 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 role player and on on a person on a, on a team completely destroyed us, and it was, you know, that that happens to Lakers a lot, honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, getting back to Trevor Reza, again, I'm excited to to have him on the team. Um, looking forward to to him um, suiting up again. I guess we don't know his number yet, right? Okay, I don't know if, if we do. Uh, I I haven't heard anything about his number. Um, I I I don't even know. I I haven't uh, heard whether or not uh, LeBron's officially going to switch his number back. I know. They I think tried he to is. That. So yeah, they tried to do that last season, but it got uh, that got put to rest because uh, they they didn't do it with enough notice. Right. So I I don't know what what numbers are going to look like. That LeBron six. That's number six jersey number with James in the back. That belongs to us. It's sacred. Sorry, we're we're taking it. <laughs> and Nike did. And Nike did put the kaput on the uh, switch last year because they already had too much merchandise merchandise with the two three right. on it. But I do think it's official this year that he's switching Just, back. Exactly. Six, begrudgingly. Hey, I, I hope he can channel some of that inner heat. Yeah, days. man. And um, I, <laughs> you, I mean, you approach him blasphemy. Okay? Yeah. You approach him blasphemy. Hey, hey, you know, I, I'm just co- coming at it from what uh, I think his perspective probably is. You know, when people change their their numbers, especially, you know, these big stars, it's not for nothing. You know, they're they do it for a reason. Um, I, you know, I, I hope so. LeBron James is, has managed to uh fight father time up till this point we'll we'll see you know it's definitely that man he's channeling something um and you'll see it pop up all season long and it's already started because in the last week or so i don't know if you well of course you guys saw it you cover the lakers where he kind of uh you know clap back at the people that in the preseason poll he feels snubbed and that's just lebron when you're talking about meaning and players, LeBron is at the peak of that because everything is symbolic to him. And again, I know we're here talking about Trevor Reza, but you're going to have to have us to come back to unpack LeBron because we could do that all day too. We can. We can. Maybe maybe we'll get some some heat, some Cavs uh, experts and, and, and yeah, and, and just put it all together and, and, and talk about how LeBron has evolved. I don't know. That could be a good... That could be a good, good episode. And, um, but anyway, yeah, I think that does it for today, guys. Um, guys, you can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other listening platforms. Do us a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate the follows and all the reviews. It'll help us continue to produce the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod and on Instagram at hashtag Laker. Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time.
root for the Lakers. Just in our face like that? No, well, not us, not us. I hope nobody's seeing this, JJ. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get. We're gonna have to face the. Have to answer some questions to the Miami Heat fan council. Oh, the, you know that fan council. You know that fan council don't play. Hey, hey. I think uh, one one of the um, one of the subjects that we're gonna have to bring up in that LeBron uh, episode is which one, which of those uh, championships is the most meaningful. Uh, I think it's twenty sixteen. <laughs> I think I I think yeah. he's ready to answer that. I like to stir the pot. I, <laughs> the first one in his entire career. None of the other ones happen without that one. <laughs> I just joke That was his first one. The first one is always special, dude. I mean, I don't know. 2012, 2012 was 2012 was pretty important because that's when he got over the hump. I hate to say it again, man. I'm gonna go 2012, 2016. No, I respect record. that. I respect um, that. Us was his first one. He had to learn how to win. He took the one back to Cleveland and then, you know, <laughs> got you guys. I'm gonna say 2016. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 2016 first because of the achievement. It's probably the worst achievement and that's very fair. any NBA player was ever had. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's said that before. I think 2016 was his favorite. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe he didn't say that. Maybe a reporter said that he said that. It's also his hometown. He's he's gonna say it. Absolutely. And that's why I say very fair. But I ask you all guys a question. All LeBron guys, we've all had our sure. turn, so to speak. Does he ever learn to win if he doesn't go to Miami? <sighs> I mean, I'm sure he gets with somebody else and maybe wins one. If he goes to another team that has another superstar, does he become this LeBron if he never goes to Miami? There's a bunch of questions. What if he goes to the Knicks? He and Wade, you know, when Wade was with a free agent of his own, I do know they they both have meetings with the Knicks and the Bulls. So I don't know. I don't know if either with Chicago or New York, that he, especially, I mean, he, I mean, LeBron, because Wade already had his his ring. Wade was Wade already. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I think those those years were pretty important for him. But I, you know, I think the the 2020 championship was pretty significant for him just because everybody was like LeBron can't win in the West. You know, he had uh, been in the East for his entire career pretty much, and and uh, you know had been to the final so many times that uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of LeBron haters out there. You know how it is. Yeah, uh, but but I I think because he was able to come out and win in the West and you know so quickly, I I think that just for that reason that was pretty significant. But I I probably would agree with you about um, also the finals losses. You know, I wouldn't just call them his fault except for that 2011 one, which to this day it's a pain. But hey, they smoked, we're not going to talk about that. Well, they smoked us that year too. So much of a pain down here in, in, in my home in my home country because you know one of my uh, Puerto Rican JJ Borea. JJ Borea. Well, JJ Borea got a ring, so I'll doesn't hurt as as much as a Puerto Rican. However, as a Heat as as a Heat fan, it hurts a lot. But however, and I mean, if you're a big star, a mega star like you know your LeBron, your Kareem, your Magics. Your Kobe's, your Shaq's. Winning with the Lakers means something else. And again, I hate to admit this. I'm patting you guys on the back. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? You're, um, you're still recording, right, y'all? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, they're never gonna forgive me. Maybe put this as, as maybe put this oh, yeah, as an outtake. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, winning with the Lakers just means something different, man. Like, and 
I, I hate to say it, but it, it's huge. So anytime you have a star, um, it's like if Michael Jordan had got a title with the Lakers. You know what I mean? What would the world be like? And though in the bubble, LeBron did that. And why are we having this conversation when you shouldn't look at it like that? But it's a conversation. And that's because it was with the Lakers. You know what I mean? I'll tell you something. If, if Jordan ever played with the Lakers, we would have three Space Jams. No, no one. Still be making them. <laughs> yeah. Like Uncle Drew going to the yeah. <laughs> Because... Man, that would that would be the ultimate money making machine. <laughs> but but see, but you see that though, like just that and the machine that's behind that. If you don't think that added juice to this whole Space Jam, you know what I mean? Like it's just because it's the Lakers, man. Something yeah. about you guys, Tinseltown. I'll tell you. And they burned in two really great books about your team. I bought them both recently. I'm waiting for them to get here. <laughs> the, the, Leave the it to this guy to mention the really great books. <laughs> hey. I love hey, reading. I love. I, I love a good book. It. I, I definitely. I, I, I've also been reading the Giannis book, which is also really good. I I've been meaning to to get that. Yeah, book I heard and she read really it, did her thing with that one. Fader, right? Yeah, yeah man. She, right. So, I heard she really did her thing with that one. Yeah, She's man. New York really Times bestseller. I gotta go read it. Yeah, I, I, I've been reading it around page two hundred and thirty. Really good stuff there, and you know, goes from Giannis being dirt poor. I mean, dirt poor, like poor guys. Sometimes they didn't even know if they had money to buy food th that right. day. So to him, right now I'm at the, at the place where... Are you crying, JJ? No, my eye is itchy. <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that moved him to tears. No, no, no. But all jokes aside, you know, when going from dirt team, starts with him being so poor they could barely afford food or a place to live to... Right now, the uh, the part where he signed his first extension, and you know how that meant what that meant to his family, and to him. So yeah. it's it's really good. I definitely recommend it. And also, I'll, I'll be reading Showtime, which is being adapted into an HBO series. And yeah, you know, if HBO is involved, that's going to be high quality. And uh, is 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 Brody Brody uh, playing Pat Riley? He's still playing Pat Riley, right? Yeah. I mean, I know there's always so much changeover, and make. I just want to make sure because I'm I'm really looking forward to his portrayal that's, of the Godfather. Oh, that's some know. good casting, man. Because you you know it's gonna be. Oh good. my God, we Hopefully. share him too. We should do a Godfather episode. No, we should. Yeah, yeah I don't want to talk to you guys. <laughs> well, we gotta, <laughs> but we gotta get some Knicks fans, and I don't know if. Well, do we really? No. What are Knicks fans? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that earlier today too. Just a small little. That's funny. Yeah, but I also forgot about that. We did share Pat Riley. Yeah, yep. man. Yeah, man. He 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 grew up here. Right. He 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 earned his his medal here, dude. Don't let Pat Riley hear you say that. Nah, he no. he earned his medal here. I agree with you, but don't. But he don't want to hear that. Oh, he wants to hear it because he knows it <laughs> deep down. He knows it. <laughs> I think he, he if, if if he had to choose between the Knicks and the Lakers, he's obviously going to choose the Lakers with his time. A thousand percent. Yeah, there. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Coaching yeah. probably but one I, of the four greatest players of all time and building the birth of the stick back, man. Yeah. Pat Riley, man. Good guy. Winner. Yeah. I would. I don't. I don't know him personally. Super I don't, so classic. I don't, I don't know Super if I would classic. call him a, a, a great guy because I don't know him personally, but I do know he's a winner. We can say this: he's a great basketball guy. Yes. That's true. We can say he, we can say that. That's true. I mean, that from works. coaching to to G. Oh, no, I mean, he's 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 freaking King Midas. Doing NBA. everything, right? Right. Whatever he touches. Everything. Bling, bling, I mean, the bling. guy. <laughs> well, 
what he coached Kareem Magic. Patrick I mean, that Ewing. doesn't hurt either. That doesn't hurt either. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt. Drafted Dwayne Wade. Signed LeBron. I mean, LeBron. Landed Jimmy Butler for two peanuts and a stick of chewing gum. I mean, you know, <laughs> Jimmy wanted to go here there though. Well, absolutely. I mean, but we've so we've had this discussion too. Like uh, two things that are cardinal rules in the NBA. If there's a guy like a guy, a guy, Giannis, Joel Embiid when he's playing, you know, a guy, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. And two things, I don't give a damn about free agency and the CBA. If a guy wants to go somewhere. He's gonna get there. That's <laughs> how it works. I mean, we we, we saw it with West, the Westbrook trade. Absolutely. I mean, Anthony to, Davis did it too. Exactly. We saw it with Cal Laurie. Yeah. We knew for two years he wanted to be in Miami, and that's why you still got uh, Griffin down there in New Orleans filing tampering cases right now. Yeah, well, nobody was nobody. Yeah, the tam- nobody cares about New Orleans really. It's there's a basketball. Oh. Or, or the tampering. <laughs> Nobody cares about the tampering in the NBA world. You know what? You does. guys would say that. No, oh. Kenneth, we can't talk. You know I know, that. I know, I know. That's what makes yeah, it no, I mean, everyone does it. It's the just heat. everyone blames it on the Lakers. Because well, we usually get the superstar. Right, Lakers are We've been on the wrong end of that, too, though. The Heat and the Lakers are probably the two teams that have benefited the most from tampering. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. But I'll put it to you like this. It goes back to that last conversation we're having. There's a lot of Pat Riley all over that. There's sprinkles of him just, look, man, you can circumvent these rules. Language, language, <laughs> semantics. He's yeah. either him or he's got a good lawyer. All of it. I mean, he's tied everything. He's, he's, a made, like, he's a made man, man. We got less than a minute in the, in the meeting. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, yeah. guys, appreciate you guys hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having Thank us. You. We had a really good time. It, man. Absolutely. We had to do it again. All right. Sounds good. Right. Take for care. Sure. All right. You guys take care, man. Bye. All right. Bye. We'll see you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.